Hello, dear friends. It's Carly. This is another episode of the I Learned podcast. And like always, I really don't know what we're going to talk about today. I have a lot buzzing in my mind. It's been a very uh, interesting couple of days. Interesting. I had not I had not thought we would start there, but here we go. So the first thing I want to share is an update on the the Rita thought experiment uh, that unfolded here uh, a couple episodes ago. And the same friend who was like, you could tell a better story about Rita. And then she started thinking about, I wonder if I'm Rita to anybody. And as soon as she gave me that thought, I was like, whoa, whoa, am I Rita? Like, does anybody look at me and think that they can't be their full, real, authentic self and like they hold themselves back because they think people like me, people like Carly won't approve? Like when that when that got started in my mind, I something something snapped a little bit because I was like, oh my gosh, I hope not. Like I, that would be, I would be so sad if someone was holding themselves back from being their authentic self because of me. And I instantly was like, what am I putting on poor Rita? Like, look at this. Like, like I said, like she's in the, she, and this again, same friend brought up another awesome distinction that it's like, you know, for Rita, and in her case, she has never voiced anything dissenting towards me at, ever, ever at all. Like, I'm making up 100% of this whole thing with Rita. It, it's all in my head based on, like, my perception of her and what I think she probably would think about my reality and my choices and my my authentic self. I I assume that she would judge me even though she's never said anything like that. And uh, she also brought up a good point that there's like a whole other category of people that live in our mind that like have voices in our mind that like they said mean things to us. So there's like a whole nother category. And as she was talking, I was like, wow, okay. So I got people in that boat too, where like they actually did voice a thought about how dare you, how dare you be the way that you are. Like they said that. And so now going forward, every time you try to go forward, like you kind of hear that, you hear that, that voice saying whatever it said. So like, there's a whole different category. There's like people who actually said something to you. And then there's people who you just don't know them. Like you don't know them and that's not your fault. And that's really, it's not their fault. It's nobody's fault, but it did get me thinking about how might I be mistaken for a Rita? Like how might I end up as somebody's Rita? And I'm like, you know what? Like it probably could happen because I do hold so much of myself back. I don't cuss in public. I don't, I mean, all my tattoos are pretty much in places where you can't see. Like I don't really put myself out there. I don't talk about my personal life. I don't often talk about my personal relationship, like my romantic relationship. Like I just don't, I don't put my personal life out there. And that's really not worrying about, well, maybe it is worrying about judgment. You know, I'm probably going to have to think a little deeper on that. The fact that I'm saying it in this moment, obviously that's me calling me out on my own shit mid, mid story here. I barely remember what we were talking about. Um, 
so yeah, like I think, you know, I, I don't live my authentic self out loud very often at all. Like I put, you know, maybe 10%, probably not even that of my real self, like, like on my Facebook page. Otherwise I share cute videos of kittens in cow outfits and shit like that. And that's basically it because I just mostly want to make people smile. They don't need to know who I am, but I do think when I hide, when I, when I just say, Oh, you know, fuck it. People don't need to know who I am. When I do that, I also, I'm not setting an example of what it looks like to live my authenticity out loud without fear. You know, like I'm a closed book, like you got to know me to like actually get to know me, you know, it's not something I just wear around for everyone to get to see. And yet at that point, what message am I sending about, you know, like I said, Rita never said anything to me directly. All of this that I have in my mind about what she would think of me is based on, based on what I made up. It's my own narrative based on what I can see of her from the outside. So if people are judging me based on what they can see of me on the outside, they don't know me at all. And that didn't really sit well with me. You know, like I want, I want people to look at me and think, Oh, I want to live more my authentic self, you know, not, not, I want to be a hermit too. I want to be like a closed book, like that nobody knows too. Like, no, I mean, I, I want people to feel free and in love with their real authentic self. And obviously like the first step to all of this was me loving that person like me falling in love with my inner authentic self, because that was a process all by itself. And then I found that like, well, that's a good, that's a good point. So the other day in the fear monster event, making friends with your fear monster, we talked about, uh, like the process because fear doesn't really ever go away. So the process of working with fear inside your mind to try to get it to be as small and quiet as you can, and then step forward with your confidence and your courage, like basically make a deliberate step forward while you're scared. And that's the process of like making friends with your fear monster. And that was really interesting because I think, oh man, nope, that kind of all fell apart just then that'll happen. You know, it like, (laughs) it feels so good. You're like thinking I'm some kind of ninja, like weaving together all these like interesting story elements. And then like all the, the, all the strands of yarn, they just all like poof and they're gone. Um, that's okay. Again, it probably means I need to sip this delicious coffee that I have in my hands. Mm. That's Scooby. She got a lot to say. She was born on 4-4, so she's almost a year old. Um, and yeah, she's got a big, beautiful voice. And actually, she's one of my role models. I aspire to be <laughs> to be as vocal and forthright about who I am and what I believe <laughs> as my dog, as my dog Scooby. Um, yeah, she's a good girl. Um, what else has been going on? I feel like a lot, a lot of things. 
So this is interesting. So I saw, granted, it was in a Capricorn moon, I think. Capricorn, or no, it was in the INTJ group that I'm in on Facebook. Um, and this this girl was like posting a thing that basically alluded to like if you cancel plans without a good enough reason that you're like a time waster and shame on you. And I was like, oh my, because I cancel plans all the time on the regular. It's just part of who I am. And, you know, my friends are, and this is what I wrote on the post is like, my friends are also the kinds of people who cancel plans on the regular. So they get it when I do it and I get it when they do it and it's all good. Um, and if that's who you are, if that's the kind of person you are, then best to make some friends who get it. So that got me thinking, uh, because the other night on Tuesday, I ended up canceling vocab, which was supposed to happen, uh, around, I think it was scheduled for six and I know myself. I'm a morning person. I don't do evening time things. Like I've recorded basically all of these episodes in the morning. All my best events are done during the day. Um, by the time it gets to evening, my, my gas tank is empty. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm ready to just be quiet inside of my mind and like zone out and go to sleep. Um, and so that's where I was and I'm sitting there and this was the easiest it had ever been to cancel something that like, like I was sitting here thinking, man, I'm like wore out. I don't, I really don't feel like doing this event. And the answer was immediate. It was like, so don't. And it was that easy. And I got in there and I canceled it. And I wrote a nice comment about, it's just not meant to be today. So I'll see you guys like, like next time. Um, and it felt really, really good to like immediately let myself off the hook. The very first time that happened, this is a fun story. The very first time that happened uh, was the first time I ever heard my angels, uh, my angels, I'm doing air quotes, because there's a lot out there around like spirit guides and angels and ancestors and your inner being and your intuition and like, what's what? Well, you know, like, I think it's up to you. Whatever story makes you feel the best, whatever story is most fun for you to tell, go with that. And for me, I had like just had an angel reading, uh, my first one ever, I think my, nope, I've had one other one, one other angel reading since then. So that was my first one ever. And she like connected me with my angels and, you know, talked to me on behalf of my angels there for a little while. And shortly after that, I was in, in one of those moments, this was a year ago. So I was still working six days a week at the store. Um, and we had gotten to, I think it was like Thursday morning and my day, my only day off is Tuesday. So I just had my day off. I worked Wednesday, Thursday morning. I'm sitting there on the side of my bathtub, like trying to get myself to get in the shower. And I'm just like empty. I'm empty. I have nothing inside of me. I have no energy. I can't move the muscles in my face. Like I just, I'm empty. And in that moment, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking like, well, I mean, fucking like suck it up. You got to go. Like you got to go to work. Like that's what, that's what you do. Like you have to. And in that moment, sitting on the side of my tub saying like, I'm, I just am so empty. 
I gave into it. I gave into like, this is where I am. I am so empty. And in that moment, I heard my angels and what they said. It's beautiful. They told me, you don't have to go to work today. You don't have to. And you don't have to go there tomorrow either if you don't want. And I was like, really? And the angels, they said, text, text, you know, these two people, the two people that need to know that like, you're not coming. They're going to be there. They're going to be there to do, to do all the things. Yes, it is going to create more work for them. And yes, this is an unexpected absence. And that is always a nightmare, especially in the grocery business, because there's always, always a million things going on and coming up anyway. And so then like your, your store manager isn't going to be there for two days. Like, yeah, okay. I'm asking for you to cover for me. And I wrote that text message. It was a very satisfying, uh, satisfying message to write because I wrote it and erased it and wrote it and erased it and wrote it and erased it until it wasn't a question. I wasn't asking them that, can I be gone for today and tomorrow? I was telling them I will not be there. And it took me several iterations of that message to be able to, to, say that to like come right out and say like I can't be there I really can't like I have no energy I have my gas tank is friggin' empty I literally when I say I can't move the muscles in my face I wonder if you know what that means like if you've ever felt that like where you literally just feel like like a zombie like you have no control over your body it's just lethargy and you're in there like your consciousness is technically in there but like total detachment from your body. And it is like, it's truly disturbing to be there, to be honest with you. So maybe hopefully you don't know what I'm talking about, but if you do, um, yeah, I get it. And I just, I, I mean, I had to give into that. I had to say like, this is where I am and I'm going to honor that. I'm going to take care of myself by, by giving myself these two days off and really my angels they gave me two days off. So, you know, they're cool. And really it's hilarious because that's usually what they pop up to say. They usually pop up to say, Carly, you don't have to do this like this, what you are putting on yourself, this responsibility that you feel obligated to, or that you think that you have to do this. You don't have to fucking do anything. Like it is all, all a choice. There's free will a hundred, a hundred percent of the way. And so it's awesome that my angels, they pop in every once in a while to like, like just nudge me when I'm kind of holding myself hostage to doing something that I truly don't want to do. And at that point, if I don't want to do it that bad, I shouldn't be doing it anyway. Because like we talked about on the last episode with being a deliberate creator, if that's where my energy is and that's the energy that I'm taking into those work days, like that's not good for anybody. Like that's not going to be helpful for the business. That's not a good face for customers to see and talk to and for my employees to see and talk to. So yeah, better that I stay home and rest and try to try to pull my shit together and, you know, like figure out like, how can I get some gas in my gas tank and I'll be back on Saturday. So like, there you go. So that whole process of like giving into myself energetically, that is absolutely something I've learned. I used to run in a cycle where I just went out of hard work and obligation and 
I did that until I crashed and the crash varies depending on, you know, how old I was and where I was and what I was doing. Um, my first one was when I was 15, when I was 15 years old, I was so burdened with the stress of what I had put on myself obligations that I had signed up for voluntarily. And part of it is that I do have a lot of Gemini energy, so I can handle a lot, but I tend to stack my plate so full because I can handle it usually. But then if anything happens to throw me off balance or like I get one bad night's sleep and now I'm exhausted and now I have to go into a day exhausted where I'm doing like a million things, oh my gosh, it all crashes to the floor like immediately. And that's been something that I've had to learn is like, you know, there's a huge part of me that wants my plate to be gigantic and overflowing. And like where I'm at right now is like getting this really, 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 and I'm trying to emphasize the really subtle message to like slow down. And it's weird because what I want to say back to myself is I'm not even going that fast. Like I'm basically like telling my, my, you know, like square, lazy internal self to like, you know, go away. Like I'm not even going that fast. And the message is there. I'm getting it. It's saying slow down. And I'm like, no, but I don't want to, I want to do this. And I want to do this. And I want to do this. And it's like, no, but slow down. And that's all it wants to tell me is slow down. And I'm like, okay, well then I get to Tuesday night and I canceled that event because that's kind of where I was, was like, the tank is empty. There's nothing left to give for this day. And yet I have an event scheduled. Am I really going to show up to this event and try to facilitate from a place where I know my energy is not ready? And that that's why like Tuesday was such a cool experience because it was an immediate, my, and this is, it brought my angels back to me. Like it was an immediate, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not ever going to show up to a place where I'm energetically not ready and actually that was like a huge, like a huge part of learning to trust myself was because like for a long time, my energy was so erratic and my ability to perform then was so erratic that doing something like starting a podcast or starting a coaching business or scheduling anything in advance, to be perfectly honest with you, I just, I I had such a fear around doing that, such an anxiety around doing that. And then almost always would have to end up canceling because I can't energetically, I don't, I'm not ready. I can't do this. And so then I cancel last minute. And so planning stuff, it just is hard. Um, it's hard to, I want to be true to myself and I only want to show up when, when I'm energetically ready, but at the same time, I do have a heavy sense of responsibility and obligation. So then the guilt that comes from canceling last minute just freaking sucks. And so then I'm like, well, why am I even putting myself through that? I just won't schedule shit anymore. And so that was like a huge part that I had to work out around like learning to trust myself was getting to a place and figuring out how to manage my energy such that my energy wasn't erratic, that at the least it was predictable, AKA that meant things like, okay, well, I know that I need at least a couple days a week where I'm sleeping 12 hours a night. 
I know I need at least one day off a week. And then every month to six weeks, I need at least a week of downtime. Like these are the kinds of, of structures that I'm building into my schedule to try to let myself rest as much as I need to, and still go, 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 go in the other times, you know, like I, cause that's who I am. That's what I want to do. Like that Gemini wants to just run free. Um, and my Leo moon, good Lord, you know, heaven help us all wants to be seen and wants to be with others and wants to, you know, radiate positivity and love, uh, for the benefit of myself and everyone. So like, there's so much of me that wants to go and wants to connect. And so it was like so painful early on to, to have that erratic energy where, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm canceling. I'm canceling and I don't actually get to go do the Gemini thing, do the Leo thing because I'm in a funk. I, my energy is out of whack. I had no idea how to manage it. That was so many years of my life. And I am just so grateful that I have learned like how to listen to my emotions and how to hear like this subtle message that I still like, it's hilarious. Like, you know, the message gets louder and louder and louder and more painful and more painful and more painful until you listen. So that's why I'm saying like my cycle used to be go hard until you crash out and crash out looks like a funk. It looks like a depression. It looks like spending, like skipping class for two weeks um, and just don't go. Uh, it looks like Oh my God, so much crying, so much yelling at your boyfriend, like so much, like just erratic, awful, just turbulent thunderstorm kind of behavior. And it's hard to be a productive, uplifting member of society when that's where you are. And I so desired to be a productive, uplifting member of society. And so the fact that I was standing in my own way because my emotions were so erratic, it was just like, I hated myself for that. Like I hated these erratic emotions. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, so to figure out like how to channel this energy in a positive way and how to work on it a little bit every day and make progress, you know, like four and a half years later, I'm a changed person. It's possible. It's possible to harness your energy, to understand your, your unique flow and learn how to hear, and I'm telling this to myself right now, learn how to hear the subtle message. Learn how to hear source whispering, you know, quietly in the background, slow down, slow down and you'll feel better. And I'm like, no, I want to run forward and I want adventure and I want to meet new people and I want to come up with fun ideas. And they're like, I know, but but it'll be better if you slow down. I'm like, that's not possible. Shh, go away. And yeah, that's, that's, you know, classic, classic how I've handled it in the past. And so where I'm at right now is maybe I ought to just slow down. Maybe I ought to just listen to the subtle message before I crash out and can't do what it is that I really want to do, which is to be a productive, uplifting member of society, member of the human collective. I want to make the world a better place than when I left it. I think a lot of you can probably resonate with that. Um, a better place than when I found it. There you go. That's the right way. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about what I got going on lately. Uh, given into my energy flow. That feels pretty good. This whole slowing down business, I... 
I see that translating soon, like within the next week, uh, taking a look at the the calendar and reevaluating which events am I really filling my cup with and which events are draining or not, you know, the cost benefit just isn't there. And that's, you know, that's sometimes the case. And that's going to happen when you try a bunch of different things. Some of it works, some of it doesn't work. And so I, that's another piece of my structure that I build into my routine is like, you know, I commit to things for like six to eight weeks. So when I set a recurring event, I do it for six to eight weeks. And at the end of that period, you know, I've achieved a bit of consistency, hopefully, if I didn't cancel too many of them along the way, um, which at this point is pretty rare, which I'm proud of. So that's good. But at the end of that period, I'm able to say, do I want to renew this event and keep doing it? Like, AKA, is it working? Do I, am I filling my cup off of this? Or is this one that like, I tried it and that was cool, but I don't need to do it anymore. And that happens, you know, about half the time. So I, I feel like it's a numbers game. You try a bunch of stuff and then you be prepared to let go of what doesn't work as well as other things. Um, you know, if I had infinite time and infinite energy, I would be doing way more than I already am. And I already feel sometimes like I'm not doing enough, like I want to be doing more. And the message that's, you know, able to quietly whisper in through my intuition is slow down. And that just is counterintuitive to me, but I understand where it's coming from. And I understand in the past where I failed to listen to the subtle signs and, you know, the message gets louder and more painful the longer we don't listen to it. So uh, eventually we listen and I am practicing being a proponent of listening in the quieter, earlier, subtler stages. So yeah, that's, that's a good place to leave that. I think this was good. Thanks for listening. Once again, I love getting to do this. I hope it's valuable for you and I'll see you on the next one. Have a good rest of your day.